The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 26, 2019, live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is episode 498 as we continue to count down to episode 500 today. John Fozzi is the territory rep for Christoph Cigars. He's here as we get ready for Halloween. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Okay, before we welcome John Fozzi onto the show, I'm going to hand it over to Barry Stein, who will tell us about the first cigar we're about to smoke. Now, today's first cigar is the Christoph Shade Grown, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for Christoph. The size is a 5.5 by 54 Robusto, and it features a Connecticut Shade Grown and Honduras wrapper over Dominican binder with fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $8.19, while a box of 20 is $144.99, which is a savings of almost $19, or 11% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. So I'm rushing to get to the cigar because I'm actually in the mood for it. So it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. At the speed we're going, we're probably complete the show in about 40 minutes. There today. we go. No, I want to get to it because I'm I'm actually Ruth's in the mood panicking for right cigar. now. It has to be longer than 40 minutes. You can't do just 40 minutes. A little bit of a musty component on the cold draw. Unfinished foot. Welcome, John Fozzi, onto the show. Thank you. Good you to be back have again. Fudge stripe cookies. Yes. Get rid of the fudge and you have just the cookie. That's what you yeah. get from this cigar. But the cookie has to have been in close proximity with the fudge. So there's some fudge residue. Yeah, it was there. Some there. Fudge residue. It was little... there. You took it off. Um, did I hear correctly? Shade grown Honduran? Yes. Shade grown Honduran. So we're starting to see a lot of this stuff happening right now. Shade grown Honduran. Um, Shade uh, Cameroon Honduran. Yep, there's another company coming out with a cigar that will feature Cameroon grown in Honduras. Yeah, yeah. Um, shade grown Maduro. <coughs> um, it's getting crazy. There's new things coming out, in- including this lighter. We're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus Duke. The Lotus Duke features single action, meaning you pull the button down, the lid pops, and ignites three jets fueled by the patented... Vertigo, big-ass tank. But wait, there's more. You've got a full-size flip-out cutter. Guillotine straight cutter. Up to a 
ring gauge cigar. Not one of those little bullet things. This is the real deal here. And it comes with a catch tray that the cutter folds into. So you use this cutter at a 90 degree angle. You make your cut. You dump the schmuckus into the ashtray. It folds down. Technical and term. you light your cigar all for the low price of $59.99. That is the Lotus Duke. The holidays are coming. This is a good gift for somebody. It's a great gift. Because it has the cutter built into it and everything. It's awesome. Nice packaging. It's good. Okay. I have to share this. Not only do we have Oliver from, uh, used to be on the Ashholes, watching from Santiago, we have somebody who's a listener from Johannesburg, South Africa, that just checked. Ah, yeah. My headset is uh, crackling, crackling. I got it. It's better. Thank you. Good. So, Sun City watching us. It's actually not great, but I can hear through one side anyway. <laughs> well, is that your deafness? Or no, is it the it's, it's very bad. All right. You can give me hand signals while the... There it is. Better. Good. Still? Good. Better. All right. Good. Perfect. Okay. Um, so, Halloween is right here. We were talking just before the show started, Mr. Jonathan. Do you want to share with everybody what's about to happen tonight? Well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do my very best to dress up as Prince. I have the purple suit, and I have the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. So those two are gonna go hand in hand. Of course, I'm gonna trim up the mustache so I can go thin, thin, thin like Prince. But Getting I think, rid of the beard. Uh, I'm gonna take a look at Prince because I think he did have a little sky piece. It was just a one uh, line. Are you, are you gonna de ginger the mustache? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have yeah. to get a little mascara and and really blacken it up so you can see it. This is all the excuse. This is this is a night for excuses for people how they dress mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. I always saw that. that so he's gonna be more flamboyant he, tonight. How is that even possible that I could be more flamboyant? <laughs> I'm sure we'll all see pictures if you follow him on social media. We're gonna see how flamboyant he can really. Get. This is the beginning of the change. Yes. <laughs> no, this is coming out of the closet night. No, it's not. It it's is. just dressing up like Prince. <laughs> dressing up night. Will you be doing it, Mr. Fozzie? I will not. No, either will I. Barry, nothing. Same. I haven't done it since fourth grade. I'm yeah. Here. It's a kid's holiday. Yeah. Put on a red shirt. You could be the Kool-Aid guy. I'm, I'm really going to hurt You're you. wasting away to nothing over there, Barry. you got one good year left to take advantage of the fatness. This time next year, you're going to be 150 pounds down. Shave my head, get a black leotard, go as King Hong Bundy. Ah, nice. Brilliant. Yeah. Ain't happening. <laughs> I mean, for wrestlers, you could get the big overalls and the haystacks Calhoun. There you go. Nice two by four. Yeah. The only problem is you wouldn't have a shirt on underneath. He used to, to have wipe a, your face. He used with. to have the chain. The <laughs> yeah. two by four was a different guy, right? That was Hacksaw, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay. <laughs> that was a was not it, that I followed wrestling. Was it or the anything. chain Junkyard Dog? Junkyard Dog also it was had K a chain. Hay Hay Haystacks had the chain with the uh, horseshoe. Okay. I don't remember that. No. Yeah. I remember Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. But I digress. Yeah. Wrong yeah. show. Wrestling podcast. <laughs> the whole show. Done. We're, we're talking about cigars, I guess. Um, for anyone, speaking of other podcasts, for anyone who didn't catch this week's Dueling Comedians. Uh, yes. Catch that it. That was the catch, one that I was on. Catch it. Mr. Jonathan doing stand-up comedy. Well, he was it, sitting. I he, was sitting. He, yeah. Yeah. But he was doing comedy, sort of. I made people laugh. Wow. That they were laughs. That would have been a funny thing that you have the mic stand and all of a sudden you stand up in front of a mic stand, even though you had a headset on that you didn't have to do it. You say, it's stand-up comedy, right? 
That would have been a funny joke by itself. Well, the next time I'll do that. Yeah. I'll add well, that to my next four I don't, jokes. I, I want to be the spoiler here, but <laughs> there will not be a next time. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to catch that. It's the that second too. most watched video in that show's history. I don't think so. I know so. I went and looked. Well, well you looked on YouTube, but there's a I lot of on options. Facebook. When it showed up, you, I went right to, to the last five minutes just to make sure we lost. You, you got to be in the 600 range to be the second most. Yeah. Well, then I missed a video somehow. Yeah. You've, yeah. And, and it's an audio show. We'll have all no, the No, actually, you got to be over 1,000 to be yeah. the second most. The Artie Januario was right at 1,000. Didn't you boost Will, that post, though? Does no, that count? Artie's was not boosted. All right. The boosted one was closer to 3,000. I'm gonna you got a ways to go. I'm going to have right. to boost a post. Right. <laughs> Not to interrupt you guys. Let's talk about cigars for one minute. Um, this is the Kristoff Shade Grown. There is also a Kristoff that's Connecticut. Correct. So a lot of people would look at the Connecticut and say it's Connecticut Shade, which I believe it is. And this is a Shade Grown. The the actual Connecticut is an Ecuadorian-grown Connecticut. All right, so neither of them are Connecticut. <laughs> so this is a Connecticut also, grown in, but you call it shade-grown. Right. So the the region in Honduras where it gets grown has a natural cloud cover pretty much 365 days a year. So it's not the cheesecloth cover like you see driving through Connecticut. Oh, so this is shade-grown and it's not grown in the shade. It, well, it, natural shade anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so this is now. Why do I like this better than the Connecticut? I, probably just a matter of preference. Um, that Nicaraguan binder on our traditional Connecticut provides just a hint of spice, so it's not as thin as a lot of Connecticut's yeah. tend to be out there. It's got a little bitiness to it. Um, this has a little more smoothness about it. You got Don't two competitive that. brands, though. Yeah. So we've actually always had this cigar. It, okay. It's been part of our, our portfolio for a long time. It's called something different? It was, for years, you would see the Britannia from ah. us. And unfortunately, we're pretty transparent in our naming. Everything is Connecticut, Maduro, Criollo. Yeah. We pretty much tell you what you're smoking. And with the Britannia, it kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit, in my opinion. Well, it was also, isn't that the one that was 50-count cabs? No, no. The Britannia okay. was a twenty count. The Cristania was a fifty count. That's the one. Count. Okay, I'm sorry. So, and the Cristanias now actually are twenty count boxes. Those have been uh, made to be a little more consumer friendly. So, and do, retailers do you have any idea which one outsells the other one, the Shade or the Connecticut? At this point in time, the Connecticut is because it has legs. It's got a little, bit, a, little yeah. more leg on it. Yeah. But watch what happens with this yeah, one. This is. This I, I is bet growing. you this one is going to go further than that one. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's a great cigar. I always liked it until I said, boy, they have two competitive things that are basically the same thing, but they do taste yeah. different. And I'm digging this one. You know, in, in the, in, in February, when they come out with the cinnamon red hot hearts, the red hot hearts. Yeah. That's what this has. This has a very a distinct cinnamon taste, but yeah. it's those, Little, it's little, those hearts. It's a little sting. Sting, yeah. A little bit. I like it. Ed, do they still make those? You had a snack authority. authority of um, I don't know about the cinnamon ones. The other ones with the little messages yeah. on it were out of production. I think they're supposed to be back next year next. because Neko made them. Somebody bought, bought the Neko assets. Yeah. And I believe and, and they, they were, weren't able to do it in time because right. that was in January, right? 
I remember something like that happening. We know a lot about a, a little about a, a lot, lot. Of, <laughs> yeah, about things that have no consequence. How, how difficult could it be to just keep the candy going? You bought the company, just run them through the press because the place is gone. Yeah, they have to move production. Yeah, not that easy. Machinery, all kinds of stuff, and then you probably got to come up with new messages and stuff. This is why I'm I heart you. Yeah. You know, I bet WTF. You, I bet you it's going to be like that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've already done a series like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. OMG. Okay. OMG. Um, John Fozzi, uh, Bentley. Yes. You went, you went to Bentley? I, well, among others, but yes, that's where the degree's actually from. And you must have had uh, thoughts of not the cigar industry. Uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> um, Definitely not back then. Right. I was enjoying them then, but I would definitely never thought I'd find myself within the industry. Was it uh, their school of music? Were you in? No, that's Berkeley. Oh, um, sorry. It is Berkeley. My, <laughs> no, my wife, my wife Berkeley. went to Bentley, not to Berkeley. Yeah, so <laughs> she, she has Bentley a degree is, in marketing. Yeah, is accounting. It's a business school. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of did the uh, go to college tour the no northeast and New England plan. Okay. I, I started at Bryant for my freshman year. Oh. Uh, found my way out to Canisius in Buffalo for a brief semester and found my way to Bentley and then finished up there. So right. what happened in Buffalo, John? Can you it talk snowed. about that? <laughs> it snowed. That's what happened in Buffalo. Yeah, that'll turn you off uh, way up there. Um, so you, you did smoke cigars while you were in college? Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I find it fascinating that people, you know, go to college and go for a certain thing of whatever they did. And what brings you into it? You are smoking cigars, and then you said, geez, I just like this camaraderie thing of... It, for me, it was kind of a full circle thing. Um, I spent 20 years in the bar and nightclub industry. Uh, a portion of that was cigar lounges. Uh, and it just kind of progressed into... Yeah. When right. I left the lounges, the opportunity arose with Christoph, and okay. two plus years later, here we are. So what was your first cigar? So when I was accepted to Bryant early admission, that Christmas, a good friend of mine bought me a box of Garcia Vega English Coronas, the brown big tubes. Spender. Right? Offer us one. Me, me, me and Ed believe that that was Offer us one yep. also. Um, so that, that Those were fancy the then, folks. Yeah, that, that was the first. <laughs> that was the first one. And don't try that today. It's no. a whole different thing. You, you've never gone back, right? Never. Yeah. Never. But that that was the thing then. But you're much younger than uh, Ed yeah. and I. But um, that was our first one too. Isn't that interesting? Uh, from and from there, you go into you a blackjack dealer or a card dealer, right? I was. I worked at Mohegan Sun for two years. Uh, I kind of took a, a break out of the bar industry. Found my way down there, and for the most part, it was blackjack for two years. But I did all the novelty games, three card poker. Yeah. You, uh, can you count? The uh, the cards in a a little six deck shoe a little. I would think that it, you'd want to hire somebody that could count cards in their head as the dealer. Well, it's not like you have any option to play <laughs> as a dealer. You have to go by the rule, and that's it. You know, right. you know, there's, there's no. Uh, you know, I think uh, I will take a hit on this. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not if you want to keep the job. Right. Um, we a guy that would help a player out though, or something, and the guy. Yeah, you know, sure you it's it, listen. At the end of the day, they're spending money. Um, those places definitely don't get bigger because people are winning consistently. Right. But you say you, you want to split those. Yeah, you know, you, you, you provide the nudges along the way yeah. for people and, and give them a hand. But it uh, it was an interesting couple of years being down there. Um, I enjoyed it. 
it just it's does it turn you into a gambler or away from gambling i i was a gambler well before i got there yeah. <laughs> and did, and you just stay after you saw it, so the only the only catches and i've never been a blackjack player so for me that was it okay. didn't, didn't sway me one way or the other um but it uh it was interesting to see the the bigger picture of of what goes on and, mm. and how it all operates so yeah, it's Any a business. Any tips for somebody sitting down at the table? Something to watch for, something to look for. Walk away, a trend. Get, just get up and walk away. Okay. That's <laughs> the only way. To, the only way to win is just not to play. Yeah. Um, I disagree. Sh- should they? Because we're the, playing with this, and we're winning right now. There we go. Should <laughs> you? Ti- should rum? you tip the dealer? Of course. Of course. It matters. It does. Okay. It does. And do you like... <laughs> Hang on a second. We can't just skip over that. How does tipping the dealer help you? And I'm, I'm, I'm very pro-tipping, by the way. Right, so tipping the Jonathan's dealer isn't, all about the isn't necessarily helping you, per se, at the table. Um, but dealers are much like bartenders. You're not getting paid a, a tremendous wage. Your wage is coming off those tips. Gotcha. So, Do you like when they make a bet and the bet's for you, this one's for you, as opposed to just give me the... I do. Yeah? I did. I, I always enjoyed that because it usually had a bigger return attached to it. All right. I well, it, know it did you if you win, that. but you but you could... It, it could lose, too, and it's like... And you know what? That's part of... it's as a As a dealer at Mohegan... They hold your license, so I could not gamble at Mohegan. If I chose to oh, gamble, even on your day I, off. I would have to go to Foxwoods oh. or go elsewhere. You couldn't gamble on premise. So as a result, that Because your fr- friends are playing? Right, exactly. Yeah, okay. So it's, it was kind of, that was the only way I could legally gamble in the casino. So I'd always, uh, I'd always let it ride. Go ahead, put it up for me. Rather than hand me the nickel or, or whatever. All right. and now, John, did, did you see a lot of anger at the tables when somebody does stupid things and then more experienced players get fired up? You know, it. I don't want to say yes and I don't want to say no. Yeah. Um, nothing on an extreme level. Uh, but I, if a guy's on a table and he's playing and – not playing by the book, not following the standard rules. The, guy the, the other, him. the other players kind of let him know, and he knows in a hurry that he should probably get up and walk to a different table. Right. So it's, it was never anything that you really had to worry about or police or. There, yeah. I, I don't think in my two years there, there definitely were no instances where security was at my table trying to break up fights or any of that. So how about in the smoking issue? It's a it's a smoking table. Somebody lights a cigar up. Did you see things like that? And the cigarette smokers get mad at the cigar it, guy. And- it, truthfully, yes. Yeah. Um, it, the the nice part about that for me being a cigar smoker was I had one gentleman that I got to to know over my two years down there, and the first time he ever sat at my table, he had a cigar with him, and I recognized the banding on it, and specifically asked him what he, you know what his thoughts were on that stick, and called it out by name without really yeah. getting a good look at it he kind of looked twice at me and so we started talking cigars over the table and from there forward if i was on a table and he was in the casino and walking by he would stop dead in his tracks and play at my table ah. so so just like a, a good yeah. bartender or something i like this guy or whatever whether he won or lost from you or something let me right. go there does the casino care about that that people are looking no it doesn't matter no. to them at all it doesn't make you a better their money being spent is all the casino cares about that's it that's it that's it end of the day all right. Um, sports gambling, things like that. Yeah. Uh, I've been known to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so we're smoking the Kristoff, shade grown. How is Kristoff overall doing? Excellent. Yeah? Excellent. Uh, Jared, our VP, and I worked together a couple of weeks ago. And from the conversations that we've been having, uh, we're poised for, we could be close to double-digit growth again this year. Oh, nice. nice. Which would be about five years running. And Jared was our rep that was over here. He gets promoted up. You end up coming to this territory, and you were able to take – he was obviously the all-star at this point, and you take over an all-star, a guy they move up to that degree, you take over it, and you grow it? Well, there was a little gap in between. Um, so Danny D, who's yes. up in Queensbury currently yeah. managing the shop up there, uh, actually replaced Jared. Yeah. Um, he had come out of retail. And there were some transitions going on with that location, and they wanted him back. And, yeah. And he opted to go back to that, and that's when the opportunity came up for me. And I remember he did well, because they were hoping if he could only maintain it, he, and he ended up- He grew Jared's numbers. Yeah. From there. And he got the belt. He did. He did. He this did. was the first time somebody it's, gets the belt for sales. Well, and it was it kind of started out as, as just that. It was a conversation between Jared and Dan. And Dan said, this is great. And Dan's always been a big wrestling MMA yeah. fan and the whole bit. And uh, he said, well, if I beat your numbers, I want the title belt. I want a, I want a title belt. And uh, so <laughs> there was great. a title belt made. And yeah. uh, it, uh, it it's followed us since. And uh, every year kind of our, I don't like to necessarily say the top rep, but based on what they do their logistics on. Yeah, the growth. Um, last year, our rep out in the Midwest took the belt home for a year, and this year at the trade show, I took it home. Here we go. Nice. And you have it here with I, you? I do indeed, this actually. This is pretty cool. So this is our- It's a championship belt. This is our title belt. It's nice. So, That's great. Let's get a little closer, and it can- uh, Zoom in. It's yours, and you hang on to it until I've got, I've got it until take, next year's trade show, and then uh, you bring it we'll, with you. We'll see if somebody else takes it home, or if it stays back in New England again. It's going to stay back we'll, in New England. If we'll I have anything to, do, to say about that, <laughs> and I have a little to say about you that, you do indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hopefully it uh, hopefully it stays in New England. My uh, this year. Our, our Texas rep Guillermo, who's done a, a fantastic job. I down love there. Guillermo. He's a good kid. Great, great guy. I met him in Nicaragua. And uh, he, he's done a spectacular job for us down in that Texas market. And uh, he and I were neck and neck for this year. And if if I were going to lay odds as a gambling man, my money would be on Guillermo to take it home next year. Oh, wow. Okay. So you know what you, you're up against, I right? I know what I'm up against. All right. <laughs> um, there's not just the shade and not just the... Um, Connecticut of Kristoff, there's a whole array of different Kristoffs. Yes. Do you know them off the top of your head? So let's see. Down the line, we have the the, the Connecticut and the Shade Grown. We have the original Maduro, original Criollo. The Lajero Maduro, Lajero Criollo. We have the Cristania. We've got the Sumatra, the Corojo Limitada. The GC Signature Series, the Habano, the Cameroon, the San Andreas, the Vengeance, the Pissed Off. And then, there's one more. There's one more. And we also now have the new Signature Series JT. There it is. Nice. So now that is a special cigar, JT meaning. Jared J Trudeau, yes. our, our Vice President of Sales. This that they is named a cigar. I think, and I've been in the business 34 years now, it's the first time a company names a cigar after somebody that works for them. Which says a lot. Yeah, I mean, we have the GC signature, which is Glenn Case's signature, which our is owner. The, which is the owner. But this is the owner naming it after an employee. Yes. 
Like, that's not going to happen here, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> and I know that's what you're thinking. I'm just reading your mind. I don't, I don't want a cigar named after me. But that that's an awesome thing that, that uh, you know, Much. that he did. It's unbelievable. So this was a, it was a two-year project for him. Yeah. Uh, the trade show in 2018, they smoked the first samples. And, and, and Jared working. had something to do with the blending and deciding yes. this was going to be it? Yeah. This is the first box pressed? From us, yes. Yeah. Yes. We we originally, we've done a box press in the past. We, uh, about maybe six years ago now, had the Galeronis series. I remember, That yes. was out. We did four stylings in that. Uh, three of those blends have kind of been tweaked and reworked into our format now. That's actually the Christoph Connecticut, the San Andreas. Um, in Connecticut, San Andreas, and the Habano. Yeah. Are, are the three that got worked in from that. Uh, one of them that was in that series that was not reworked in, the Intensivo, was a box press. All right. So the JT now, we have it. I'm seeing it for the first time here today. Yes. So it's it's an event only. Um, we had committed to you guys back at the trade show, and unfortunately, Jared had travel commitments for this weekend and couldn't make it. But we wanted to make sure we continued forward with the event. Um, it's only being sold in stores that are doing an event with Jared at this point. Uh, right about now, I believe there might be 12 or 13 accounts in the country That's carrying it. it. So we can continue to carry it. Yes. So today happened. We have them. And we can yeah. carry them, and we have them in what five packs? Four, Four packs. packs. Four packs. Four packs. That Eventually, they will get boxed in a ten count box, I believe, from my conversation with Jared. Uh, but currently, they are only coming out in the four pack format. Okay, are we selling that, Barry? On we one? will after the events uh, are over this weekend. Okay, um, they'll make it on their way to twoguyscigars.com. All right. We had a limited supply. If there's we any wanted, left, right? Because there's not. Ah, we there's had a not a whole lot supply, down there. So we wanted to make sure we had enough for the events in the stores. Okay. If there are some left over, we'll put them up on Monday. And if there isn't, we're going to order more. We can order more. Yes, we're wait, we're waiting so on some shipments to come in. So it's uh, they're a little limited supply at the moment. But. And when they do eventually come in, they'll come in boxes also. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. I know that they've designed the box and it's being worked on. I, I don't know what the time frame is for the actual box. So for now, look for a four-pack. Do we break them out in singles or just four-packs? Um, that decision hasn't been made okay. yet. So All right. I'm sure you and uh, Ed Santa Maria will discuss it. All right. So let's talk about this uh Christoph Shade now, flavor notes and things that you staying with those red little, it's, little uh, hot pep. It's hot gotten, there's still a little cinnamon there, but it's sure. gotten considerably sweeter, which this is my second Christoph of the day. And that seems to be a growing trend <laughs> that the peppery component or the sting component starts off early and then the cigar sweetens up, which I think is a nice little bonus for the cigar smoker, much like the friendly Sunday that has the yeah, Reese's peanut Honduras, butter cups in the bottom. Typical of Honduran tobacco. So you, you got the cinnamon, cinnamon, that word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit of brown sugar, and Pamela, who's in the audience, said hot butted rum. So if you take the brown sugar and you take the cinnamon, you got some hot butted rum going on. What's in hot butted rum? Butter? Cinnamon. Yeah. Brown sugar. Uh, rum. Butter. They put butter in the in the, yeah. in the drink and, yeah. and melt some it. of the recipes do have butter in them. Thus, the hot buttered. See rum. now, this is something that's interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like butter. Yeah, on your, cinnamon on your keto, you can't do that. You can have butter. You can have butter. You can't have the sugar. You can't have the rum. So, according to the Food Network, <laughs> it's brown sugar, unsalted butter, honey, cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, spiced rum, 
And uh, some synonym sticks for garnish. I would say cinnamon. Yes, I cinnamon. would say I'm having a hard time Come today. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Sullivan, I think if you had salted butter, there wouldn't be anything wrong with that drink. There's I don't nothing think, wrong with. I don't it. think you need to go unsalted butter on no. that. I've never seen unsalted butter until I go to the refrigerator over here because that's what you buy. And I use unsalted butter because I like to control the amount of salt. Period. I don't want the butter company controlling it. He's a control freak. Yes. Crazy. I'm just saying, if all you had is salted butter and you have all the other ingredients, you can still make it. You're not SOL. Yeah. Okay. How all messed right. up is it? I'm 50 years old and I can't pronounce cinnamon. It's pretty messed <laughs> it's up. It's pretty messed up. Cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. Canel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you were on a roll for a I while. I was. <laughs> yeah, you're having a hard time today with it. Oh, huge. Well, yeah. lack of sleep. Bigly. Plenty of flavor in the cigar. Yeah. Plenty. Um, I don't know. I got a favorite here when it comes to this type of cigar. The, of, of all Christophs, I think this is the one. It's got some strength. I'd put it at a five as far as the, the yeah. nicotine value. But as, as far as the flavor goes, it's it's up there in the eights. It's got a lot of flavor. This is a care package, right? Does care package. Care? And uh, yeah. Joe Gutt, who's smoking along with us. Says that he thinks he prefers this versus the regular Connecticut. Me too. And I kind of agree with him. There's a lot more going on. And, in this. and I was a fan of the Connecticut until the shade. Right. And then I'm like, well, this has a little more sweetness, a little bit more flavor, more like complexity. I, to me, I think it's it's a little smoother. I think that that little spice component that hits the 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 original Connecticut is, is just enough that the smoothness that comes across with the shade. The one that surprised is, the hell out of me is Vengeance. And not just from smoking it, it's a very good cigar, but sales-wise, that thing has been a beast since the day it landed. Yeah. Box after box after box. What a great cigar that yeah. is. No, and, and Connecticut, Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro is is hot right now. There's a lot of a lot of talk around it. Yeah, but a, there isn't much. You guys have a stockpile, is that what you're saying? We do. All right. <laughs> All right. There's not much. There's not much out there. People are, brand, are switching off wrappers and things because right. nobody ends up having it. So um, everybody with the company is a company person now, or do you still have uh, reps out there? One one brokers? area we still have a broker. Yeah. In that, that Florida, Alabama, Louisiana okay. portion of the territory. So he must be doing a hell of a job. He's a good guy down yeah. there. Okay. All right. Uh, geez, thanks for coming on, John Fozzi. You're selling cigars here up until 3 o'clock, I think, today? 4 o'clock today. 4 o'clock yeah. today. So if anybody's in the Salem, New Hampshire area, wants to come up and see John and uh, uh, give a, uh, a taste to that new JT that's out there. This is our first time ever having it. Uh, I did smoke a, a sample at the trade show. Uh, but you said now it's well rounded. It's you know wasn't ready. You know I, I smoked it this morning. It was yeah. fantastic. I'm going to smoke one after the show myself. Looking forward to it. But uh, come in and uh, as long as we have them, we have them. But when we run out, we're going to order more. more so uh, end up finding that. So uh, thank you, John Fozzi, for joining us. We're going thank to you. go to break right now. Uh, when we come back, snacks are a big thing for Halloween, and uh, we happen to have an expert here. The Authority on Snacks is going to join us, and we'll talk with him to see if uh, any of them go with cigars, and if so, which ones. we got lots more. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. 
for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, 
The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're smoking the Christoph Shade Grown and it's Halloween week, and that means Mr. John can dress up uh, and go outside. And uh, I'm dressing as Prince. He was a man. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even in drag. To me, it means snacks, what's hot and what's not, and do any of them pair with cigars? We have an expert with us today, and that is Ed Sullivan, who's the producer on the Snack Authority. Uh, I started with the Snack Authority. I went, I went off because of uh, trying to diet. Right. And uh, actually, this week on the Snack Authority, um, we had two no-shows, and the show must go on. So actually, me and Mr. Jonathan, for the first time ever, Mr. Jonathan was on there, and he actually plays Mr. Jonathan <coughs> the same way. We, we got little kids watching, and he was the mean, grouchy, <laughs> he I'm was the negative exact guy. same person. I, he swore on the show. As yeah. myself. He swore on there. <laughs> For Halloween. And we were eating a snack, and it was like, jeez. For Halloween, you should go as Oscar. I yeah. mean, that's anger issues, right? After it was over, nice I'm, I, I tell him off after it's over and stuff, and he said, well, you should have prepped me up before the show. <laughs> Give me a heads up. A little something. You, you got to go into the argument and, and, and oh, fight yeah. over. It's a snack. You were happy. the exact same person that yes, you are on yes. the show. A happy, Pleasant. friendly, nice person. Ed Sullivan. He's the same person that he is. Jess is the same person she is. Pat's the same person he is. I get shit for being me. It's bullshit. Yeah. Well, you should be used to it. Yeah, it's an ongoing thing, right? Change. So you just you change. <laughs> change. Yeah. Never. It's, it's time for you to go through the change. I'm not change going to life. I'm not doing it. Um, so anyway, on the snack authority, they talk snacks all the time, and um, 
there's, there's things that are hot and not year right. round, but especially Halloween time. Oh, all kinds of lists come out. You know? Yeah, of, of what the best or what the sells best, the most. The worst, yeah. what sells the most. And, you know, I think a lot of them are largely <coughs> the author's opinion. Yeah, because unless uh, they're statting some stats. Of well, yeah, a, I mean, yeah. obviously on the sales numbers, the numbers are the numbers, right? But, the, you know what it would be good, like, to ask the trick-or-treaters, like go around the country and stuff, and they got their, their trick-or-treat, what's your favorite thing inside your bag? And then come up with right. the answers of what, what do the kids want? Because it's a kid's thing. I'll tell you what the kids want. They want full-size Snickers. None of this fun-size bullshit. They want the real candy bar. So you think a Snickers is the thing? Full-size. You give a kid a full-size Snickers, they are a happy camper. Do kids want a candy bar or do they want Skittles or something like that? Skittles have become, you know, some of the things like Skittles and Starburst have become very popular. They're still not displacing the top, though. And I happen to have the info here. All right. Give it to us. You know, first we're going to go through one of these lists of the 10 favorite. We won't hit on all of them. All right. You know, you've got things like uh, Butterfinger and Twix down towards the bottom of the 10. Yeah. Twizzlers, Starburst. Gross. Snickers only makes it to number five on that list. All See, right. but that's the fun size. They're not talking about full-size <laughs> Snickers there. I'm telling but you. The, but it's tit for tat. It'd be all fun-size stuff, right? Your parents tell you can have one piece of candy. Which neighbor are you going to egg the house of? The guy who gives you the little Skittles or the guy who gives you the full-size Snickers? I think I'm going with the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup because you're going to get one. You're going to get a half-size anyway, right? Guaranteed. Yeah. The fun size Unless somebody a gives a candy you the, bar, too. The little ridiculous. Oh, little, that's ridiculous. Yeah. No one's doing that. can't do that. Um, Skittles makes it all the way to number two on this there list. There we go. There we go. The number one on this list is, as Jonathan likes to say on Snack Authority, it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> this, that's what he said. I, I said it one time. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a precedent. This list has... The Milky Way at number one. Oh, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah, the, the Milky Way, I think, could have been a failed experiment on the way to a Snickers. You know what it is? Is is they don't make as many fun size Milky Way, so you're probably closer to getting a full size Milky but Way. But it's not good. The Milky I don't want Way more. is the hermit of the candy bar. <laughs> it's the ground up, fluffed up, whatever's left of the other stuff. Isn't the Milky Way exactly a Snickers without peanut butter? No. I'm oh, pretty sure three mu- I'm thinking three musketeers. You got Yeah, you're thinking oh, the, fl- the fluffy one? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, those are terrible. So what do you got? You got the, the, the Milky Way. Milky Way. That, it is like bar. a Snickers It's a Snickers without, without peanuts. Nuts. It's caramel, it's nougat, oh, it's chocolate. Right. There's no one. nuts. But I, No, I like a Snickers. It's a it's world an of difference. It's though. an almond joy without the almonds. But it's a world of difference. Which would be a mound? No, I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking almond Snickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> almond Joy's got nuts. Peter Paul mounds don't yeah. because sometimes you feel like a nut. Yeah. You know it. You love it. Sometimes you don't. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> do, you so, re- do you remember the Hershey miniatures? Yeah. You had the bag. It would be the Mr. Good Bar, the Hershey, yeah, the, the Hershey crackle. Dar, the Crackle. Yeah. The Crackle was the best one. Oh, yeah. It was the worst one that we would end up with crackles left over from oh, Halloween of last no, year. The Crackle's good. The yeah. dark, you can do it without a, the a dark. Crackle is the um, Nestle's Crunch. Nestle's the Crunch. Yeah. yeah. Right. The Nestle yeah. Crackle was the, better, in my opinion. The Crackle was fine, but the Mr. Good Bar was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Followed by the Hershey Dark. I like a Mr. Good Bar, but well, not very popular. Just because he's called Mr., that's why you yeah. loved it. Yeah. 
I mean, in real life, his name is Goodbar. It's not Mr. Anything. You're not Mr. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree John. with Ed Sullivan 100%. Did you see Mr. Jonathan Connie? Did Mr. Jonathan Connie got a Mr. Uh, at his hotel or something? Mr. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Connie? I must have missed that. The people at the hotel, they, they yeah. Yeah, they gave him the a guest of the month or the guest of the day. Or Mr. Jonathan Connie. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you've ever got that. That's not true. Yeah, I'm okay. sure. So I, I think we really have to go to sales to decide what's popular. All right, popular, so what's right? popular? So coming- M&M's. It's on the top five. All right. And it would be peanut M&M's are better. No, it would not. No, it would not. They're way better. I would like like it better, but it's not going to be the winner. Think about it. Mr. Goodbar, nuts. You want the M&M with nuts. You have an infatuation with nuts. And you have an infatuation with low-hanging fruit, (laughs) which is no different. (laughs) So Barry might like the Skittles? It's number one? If they're on the floor. No, they don't 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 make the best-selling list at all. No. More traditional things. At number five, you've got the Kit Kat. Big one. Solid. I like it. Dip that in peanut butter. It's a good time. Number four, you've got your standard Hershey's bar. Also good dipped in peanut butter. Yeah, a little boring. Number three is the Snickers. Has peanuts in it. Perfect. Number two are plain M&Ms. There we go. And number one is peanut M&Ms. No. No. Come on. You can get it. What would, would it be? Milky Way. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry's least favorite confection. Yep. Sacrilegious. Peanut butter and chocolate do not belong no, together. Number one. It's, selling. It, according it, it, to I bet receiving. Yeah, according to the sales of five hundred nine almost five hundred ten million dollars and M and M's at second is at five hundred. So it's not far off. Yeah. Why have they not added the jelly to the Reese's peanut butter cup? Peanut butter and jelly, well, Reese's peanut butter cup. I think you were still around when we had those peanut butter and jelly cups. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. We, we went to the trade show and got that where I gained 11 pounds. I've never been a fan <laughs> of uh, peanut butter and jelly. I'm a peanut butter and fluff guy. So but, if they did that. See, this one was an organic candy. Ugh. And the actual, it wasn't like a jelly-like substance. It was real jelly. Yeah, it there. was great. It was great. Fantastic. So I remember years ago, Mr. Jonathan, you'll remember this. These guys weren't on the show. But we did a show where we paired candy bars and, the, and the, cigars. The show, it itself, <laughs> the show itself was was okay. It was subpar, I guess, compared to what we're doing now. Well, we had some. But we had so much fun doing the show prep because – when you get to the third candy bar, even now, we're like, oh, I got a sugar headache. I can't taste anything. They all starting to taste the same. And I say to Dave, well, I have this right here to cleanse our palate. And I pull out a bag of potato chips. He spit candy bar <laughs> out everywhere. He was laughing the so hard. We had Reese's. We had Ridges. Ruffles. Ruffles. So it would scrape. And it would cleanse our palate so we could go on to the next so candy bar. you used bar. it as a tool it, and for it was. the taste. And, and there's nothing better than salty and sweet. Sweet oh, when yeah. you're going so back and forth. We go to break after laughing and smoking cigars and pairing up with candy bars. And Joe Ganascoli from The Sopranos walks in the store and he says, I'm coming on the show. I'm going to save this thing because Cause it was it, horrible. It's an abortion, I believe he called it. He said, This is so bad. And we were laughing so hard. Oh, we, we thought were, it was funny. We were enjoying ourselves um, candy bars and cigars. How, I don't know if it's still out there. How about the worst Halloween candy? Um, 
candy corn has to be on the list. Although that's, I like that's it. That's number one. Yeah. As the worst. As the worst. Candy corn. Yeah. Kids are gonna, they don't come in little packets or something. No. You, you got to put them in, put them in a, a tissue or something like the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. They, I think Box does have them in little packets now. No, it yeah. still is not. That's not how they did it in my kid, I used to love the little pumpkins, the candy corn pumpkins. Oh, worse. Uh, They're even worse. Yeah. I used to too love thick. them. This yeah. explains so much. The things that you like explains why. I don't like so it now. I just liked it then. Pix, pixie sticks. That was gross. Oh, right? no. I like those. I'll sugar in a and, stick. And fun dip. With yeah. this, with no, stick. pixie sticks where the, you'd, you'd tip your head back. Yeah. And you'd forget and you'd inhale a little bit and then you'd yeah. be chopping for half an hour. Do you remember the big long one? Was oh, yeah. It was a yard long or something? Oh, I can feel oh, my fillings. <laughs> how, uh, how about circus peanuts? You gross. Like those? Hate those. Gross. That's a bad one. Peanut butter kisses. Those are the ones that came in the black and the orange kind of wax yeah, paper. The, I remember those. I horrible. Mary, Mary Jane's the um, uh, bit of honey. Bit of honeys. How about wax cola bottles? I was just going to say the wax ones, <laughs> and then my my dad would convince me that as a kid he would chew the wax like bubble gum. So I tried it. I did. I horrible. Did I did it too. Did. And I'd swallow it too. I would rather, <laughs> which might answer some of the questions. I you would rather eat had. a crayon. Same thing. But you have. <laughs> it is the same thing. Yeah. Well, here's a local favorite that made the list. Necco wafers. See, they're great. Nah, that's a bad yeah. one. I like the Necco wafers. Kids in the Northeast that like Necco wafers. Well, no kid likes them. You got to grow into it. The, the thing about Necco wafers is they were invented around the Civil War. So, I mean, they probably were good for that in the 1860s. Right. I like the flour on them. So, anything you think goes with, or do you have a worst one? Is there a worst? I, the worst was the candy corn. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, is there anything that you would smoke a cigar and say, I want this type of candy? Not a potato chip or anything like right. that, but a candy. A candy. This one's they, easy for me. There's a lot of them that would work. I, I think the Snickers could be a very good one with a, a strong cigar. See, I think uh, for me, and I do this from time to time, especially when I work in Nashua, I'll go up to the little 7-Eleven right there, and I get the Hershey's Cookies and Cream. And that's when I smoke a Padron 1964 mm. because you have the white chocolate and you have the dark chocolate together. But white chocolate's a it's myth. It's not even chocolate. That's a myth. Garbage. I'm surprised you, you know, you're such a naturalist that you say white chocolate. Jonathan, just chomp on a white candle. It's the same thing. Chocolate. I like it. All but, right. But chocolate, the chocolate is the answer. The to candy. have chocolate with smoking a cigar now, is, is pretty awesome. Right. And you could go for a. A dark chocolate, even depending on it. the cigar. Yep. Yeah, the answer is you want Twix. the creamy Twix. The answer is Twix. Twix, the cookie, the caramel, the chocolate, everything I, you I want in a cigar. Dip that shit in peanut butter. But, and the, you've got a perfect but it has snack. to be the left Twix, not the right Twix. Yeah, specifically the left, the left I, one. I thought he said dances with Twix, and I thought, what a great movie. Mm. <laughs> mm. It would be dances with dicks. I think that's oh, what boy. he. Would, that was the porn version of dances with wolves. All right, let's get to the final thoughts here on the Christoph Shade Cigar. What do you think, Ed Sullivan? I'm going to give it a solid thumbs up. It, it does have a lot of flavor. Wrong show, buddy. Yeah, but that's I, all right. I can give it a thumbs up. He can. I, can I, do owe, you, I owe your I, daughter an be, apology. Aren't they both She's dead She's joined now? just before I made the porn reference, and now I feel terrible. You should. <laughs> you no, should. I think this one's got a ton of flavor. You know, for me, this would be a morning cigar, but. I would enjoy it in the morning. 
This is a medium-bodied cigar. Yeah, light. Not, not light, for medium. Me. Well, th- that's ridiculous for you. <laughs> for everybody, you have to compare it to all cigars. You can't Correct. compare it to David Garofalo's palate. No, I'm comparing it to all cigars. It's medium. No, it it's isn't. not mild. No, it isn't. It's mild plus at best. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. He's he's the same guy on the snack authority. <laughs> he's the same uh, guy everywhere. He won't be welcome back there because of. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And it's not an explicit <laughs> I mean, show. It's a, you, it's a for kids. You do realize you hired him. You brought this on yourself. There were two injured players, and we had to put the show on. And give I, me I, no advance warning. Just come on up, be yourself. But no, I didn't say be he, yourself. You give no. me no paperwork. Stop being yourself. <laughs> he would never say that. Stop being yourself. What do you think, Barry? I'm stuck on brown sugar and cinnamon and Ooh. rum and. I, I think that all flavor you, was nailed. All, all things you like. All things I like. And not too mild for you that you would say? It's just too mild of a cigar for me. No, nah, there's enough going on here. I think it would pair really well with Ron Zacapa. Um, just a really good all-around cigar. Or, or a Twix. Or a Twix. Yeah. Left, left <laughs> Twix. <laughs> the left Twix. Mr. Jonathan? Yeah, they, I mean, I, there's not much I can say that they haven't said. It, I would give it a, a mild plus rating as far as the strength goes. Uh, pretty damn full flavored. You could, If you were smoking the cigar, you might expect that there was going to be some nicotine kicking in. It just never arrives. Uh, very solid. Burn's been true. The draw's been great. This is in the David Garofalo rotation for me. Right. This is in there. It's a regular cigar in my regular rotation, and this is why you're all smoking it. You want to know what Dave likes? This is the type of cigar I like. I don't I'm not fighting with a bad. It's awesome. Likes. Well, there might be somebody out there. <laughs> okay, that's it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, my prediction came true. We're going to talk about that. And um, I was hoping for a different cigar in the Prime Care Package, uh, but we uh, did the best we could. So you got the prime. We're going to smoke that in the next hour. We'll explain. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create 
create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar 
pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop to shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Nelson Afronso from Selected Tobacco, the company who made and manufactured Atabay, Byron, and Bandolet. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. We're back with our number two and lots of news in the cigar world coming up. We'll talk about that. Welcome back, everybody. Let's get to cigar number two. Uh, I only have three up here. Ed took one? I grabbed one All already. right, good, good. We don't have to worry about that. Ed's a little further away than he used, he used to, be. to be. Yep, he's, he's in a different zip code. There were body odor issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I said the closest to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Correct. I didn't say whose. Could it be you? I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's got a little first class thing going on there. A yeah. little more space. You're going to know about that next week yeah i don't think the seat's as wide as it is like on real first class because yeah we have this we, we get we can expand a little here I, I would like that all right we'll do it actually right. i don't think i need it anymore so i was hoping to have a different cigar for the prime prime i like to do uh for the care package prime something maybe people can't get or we only get so many so It'll be gone that way, and we'll be able to do it. And the thought was to get the prime Tatuaje Halloween edition there. The only way that happens, though, is we have to be the unlucky 26 13. now? Uh, well, there were 26 people that got the um, special limited edition boxes. It happened to us once. Oh, my God. It's 11 years ago or something that... Um. that when we ended up doing was the third one, edition number three, I believe. I thought we got the uh, Jekyll. Ah, maybe which it was, was that? Uh, 2014. Okay. Well, it seems longer than that, but okay. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, for some reason, I was convinced there's nobody else but us. It's got to be us that are going to win, and we didn't. Mm -hmm. So we got a little, a little amount that came in and went out. Yep, very small yeah. amount. Yeah, so out. it wasn't enough to do it. Um, so I said, okay, what's, what's the next step here? So what is the next step, Barry? Well, today's second cigar is the Tatuaje TAA 2019 51st edition. 51st. 51st, a little typo on the band. And it's manufactured in Nicaragua for Tatuaje. It's a 5x52 Robusto that features a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper with binders and fillers from Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. And a single cigar will set you back $11.99, while a box of 20 is $214.99, which is a savings of $25 or 10% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. We still got them? We still got a very, very small amount. And if right. you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Okay, so, yeah, they did make a little typo yeah, on here. I 51th. Think it's 51th. 
51th. 51. Is there a number where TH goes after it? 50th. 51st. 50th, okay. 50th and 51st. 49th, 56th, 48th, 57th, 47th, 58th. All right, enough. <laughs> <laughs> Simple yes would have sufficed. It was too much fun to. Yes, there's more that have the TH than don't. Okay, I forgot about those numbers. So uh, this is really paying homage to Mexico here, I guess. Uh, um, I don't know if cactus with the Mexican hat on it with the. Um, green, white, and orange. Yeah, you know, you know what? Like I looked it up and I found multiple things that said it was a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. But I'm thinking now it's actually a San Andreas wrapper. That's the Mexico. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm guessing it's the only way to make sense. Yes. Although 51st and <laughs> Mexican on it, and it becomes uh, maybe the Mexican cactus has a lisp. Yeah. This may be the one you want to save because. Everything's wrong here, maybe. Right. If if that's the case, hey, I don't know. It's like the Billy Ripken baseball card that said "fuck you" on the knob. Right. Mm. I have that. <laughs> I have one of those. Um, unfinished foot too. Yes. So we had an unfinished foot there from Honduras. We have an unfinished foot now from Nicaragua. <clears throat> all right, let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lower them. Pernomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Should be a tight draw because of the open, the closed foot in the end. A little snug. Very snug. Cold drawer is a Necco wafer. <laughs> the black Necco wafer. So you get licorice? And that powdery, wow. sugary substance. I have no draw. Really? I don't know, though. I'm going to light it up because I got an unfinished foot. Let's do I it. I could give you a little bit of licorice, I guess. Yeah, perfect. Yes, you never know it. We're going to light uh, today's cigar with the Lotus Duke. The Lotus Duke features single action. Three jets that are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. And also on the back, a full-size flip-out cutter. All for the low price of $59.99. That's the Lotus Duke. What a perfect draw. And I would have thought for sure this thing wasn't going to draw at all. Absolutely perfect. Now, Mr. Jonathan, if the last cigar was a five in strength... What is this? It's too early to tell. Because I was going to say to you, you always say it's too early to tell, but say you only get one bite, that's all that counts. You get one puff, that's it. I'm going to say it's probably going to come in at an eight. So if I, if I had to make a guess. I'd say nine. On flavor. It's very full flavored. It's very full bodied. Early on, we'll see what happens. This is a, a, a this is a strong one, a strong tatuaje. My draw has not improved since uh, the opening foot. It's still a little snug. You're not lit all the way around. Let it up a little more on the on the other end. Just give it a fair shot here. That's all I ask. <laughs> Damn novices. <clears throat> well, so, it'll fix itself, right, Barry? So yes. 
I have in the show notes here the history of Tatuaje Halloween cigars, Barry, because I thought that's what we were going to talk about. But might as well. You got the information on it anyway. Yeah, I'll run through this really quick. The yeah. Halloween series began in 2008, and it would change the face of the limited edition cigars in the cigar industry. Maybe that's a subject that we talk on a future uh, after show. Yeah. And uh, the idea was conceived to release a cigar tied into a famous monster each year. <clears throat> while warning 13 unlucky stores an ultra-limited edition box within the limited edition that was shaped in a coffin. Which now they went up to 26. They doubled up. This year those. was 26. Yeah. And until this year, there were no retailers other than G Street cigars that repeated as recipients. Uh, first year it was done, they only did 8,600 cigars, and it was a cigar called the Frank. 2009, it doubled production and it went with the Drock. And then it would increase even more to 21.5 in 2010 with the face followed by the wolfman in 2011 2012 it went up to 39,000 cigars with the release of the mummy and in 2013 it would go up to 53,000 cigars with the jv13 for jason Voorhees, and then the jekyll in 2014 which was awarded the two guys cigars followed by the hide in 2015 Kruger in 2016, the Michael in 2017, the Bride last year, and this year, Chuck and Tiff, which saw repeat recipients for the first time. And along the way, there were samplers of Little Monsters, Skinny Monsters, and a regular production of Cazadores and Lanceros. And this allegedly ends the Monster series at 13 releases. There will be no more. Allegedly, no more. There are none planned, unless there's. He's going to start re going through them again. Why would you not? Exactly. I agree. I mean, you know the monster movies, right? Even when the villain's dead, there's sequels. Yeah, they got. What's a big thing now with the Joker thing? There's a Joker movie. Oh, or something. Yeah, and it was fantastic. You saw it. Yeah. I hear quite. An argument. Some people say so disturbing it was terrible. No, and people, other people say it was unbelievable. People can't handle character development anymore because all of the hero movies end up moving through the development so quickly. The movie's an hour and a half long. This was a little longer, two and a half hours, and you really dive in. And by the end, you get Joker's motivation for everything. And you, you understand him. And you like him better. Correct. That's what I heard. Yes. And you start pulling for him. You understand why he's so deviant. It wasn't your typical superhero. You saw movie. it too. Yeah, it wasn't your typical superhero movie. It wasn't fast paced. Um, oh, it was slow. It at was. Times. It was painful. Methodical. Yeah. Yet you liked it. Phenomenal. You liked it. I like uh, good I, character development. I like the uh, psychological aspect of it. You saw it, Ed? No. no. Me either. Interested. Eh. I'm interested because there's so much controversy over it of like and hate, and I'm like, what's this all about? And, you know, I just saw threads of people fighting with each other over it, and I'm like, it's a, it's a uh, Batman movie. What's the, you know? <laughs> See, and that's why I think you won't like it. Really? Because you're thinking it's a Batman movie, and yes, it's part of the superhero universe, the DC universe, but it's so much more than a superhero movie. Joker's going to be the next hero. Really? It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, did they set it up so that they can I hope make franchises on this thing? It's going to keep going? You can see where there's a next step. Yeah, then, it's, then that's what they're going to well, do because they're going to make a lot of money. And their star is unstable, though. He may not <laughs> be able to do another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did such a good job of changing his body shape through the movie, getting his shoulder blade to stick up the whole time. 
he was really good. I thought it was Oscar worthy. So really, kind of like Pat did on Thursday. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Okay. I thought Pat was doing a bad Joker. <laughs> Turns out his back was sore. All right, let's get to it. It's uh, time for what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. A couple of coughs from Barry and here we go. And the FDA has joined forces with the cigar industry. One can argue that is the FDA has filed an appeal against a ruling that prohibited them from pushing back enforcement dates. They just want more time, too, yeah. because they're slow. They don't know what they're doing, basically. Uh, meanwhile, the CRA, CAA, and PCA have amended their lawsuit against the FDA to include, amongst other things, a change in the grandfather date, challenging warning labels, delaying regulations until the final rules are actually in effect, which they're not. Uh, a bill was introduced in the House of Representatives that would have tripled the federal cigar tax as well as could tr- create a vape tax. Meanwhile, a similar bill was introduced in the Senate that would leave the cigar tax as is. And in the province of Alberta, Canada, the 2019 budget was introduced in the Alberta legislature to further deter tobacco use and ensure tobacco tax rates keep up with inflation. They were already at 90%. Yep. Budget 2019 includes a new tax increase on tobacco products. The tobacco tax increase is effective yesterday. A tax on a carton of 200 cigarettes will increase by $5 to $55 a carton. Yikes. Loose tobacco, such as pipe tobacco, will increase to 41 and a quarter cents per gram. And the tax on cigars will increase to 142% of the taxable price of a cigar. So just outlaw it, 142%. 142%. The minimum tax per cigar is 27.5 cents with the maximum of 861 per cigar. Oh, so like they're 50 cent caps. This is $8. 861. Uh, Cap. So, so a six dollar per six, stick. A six dollar cigar will cost uh, fourteen sixty one, and any cigar over six dollars just add another eight sixty one to your total price, and uh, that's what you got. So you got a twelve dollar cigar, which in that we're smoking now would be over twenty dollars in Canada, starting now, starting now. yesterday. How how terrible! What a shame! A legal product. If you feel that bad about it, make it illegal, but it's, it's ridiculous. And uh, Dirty Fabian Ziegler, who's been a guest here on the Cigar yes. Authority, has announced he's leaving Drew Estate after 19 years, where he most recently served as Director of Consumer Engagement. He was the last guy standing, I think. Yeah, other than JD. Yeah. And uh, as Dave mentioned this week in his editorial, Altria is looking into the selling of the Nat Sherman Premium Cigar Division. Yeah. And do we all have ideas of who might buy who or who should buy? Do we share it now? Do we wait till the after show? After show. We're going to say who it's going to be on the after show, but I want to quickly, if you don't know what it is, I'm going to go through this uh, as fast as I can, um, what I had written about it. Um, I can't say it was a surprise or unhappy or overall good 
for the entire cigar industry. But as predicted and expected, Altria Group, just 1,000 days since its purchase of Nat Sherman, will sell off as premium segment uh, of the operation. Altria, the parent company of Philip Morris, in January 2017, purchased Nat Sherman, a luxury cigarette company who also owned and operated a premium cigar division in retail store in New York. Nat Sherman has been a solid name in premium cigars since the 1930s and one of the biggest importers of Cuban cigars in the United States and sole distributor of the Boulevard Cuban Cigar back in the day. In 2017, Nat Sherman was the seventh largest cigarette producer in the United States and they boasted the all-natural cigarette production line and apparently the interest from Altria for Nat Sherman reported a $1 billion sale, $1 billion. With that purchase came the Cigar Division and prestigious location on 42nd Street in Manhattan, known as the Townhouse. It was obvious to me that Altria needed an all-natural cigarette line in their portfolio to compete with, compete with rival American Spirit, uh, but they would also, at that time, get the uh, premium cigar line and property. I don't see uh, Altria... Um, interested in the slow mom-and-pop industry of cigars. I think it's very different. And uh, as we saw with the selling of Imperial Tobacco's Altadis, Altadis is the one with Romeo and Juliet. Altria is the one Philip Morris Marlboro cigarettes, right? So, so there's a difference. Under the direction of Michael Herklotz, Vice President of Nat Sherman, who was placed in charge of the pro uh, product development and maintenance of the company, its business as usual, working on blends, promotions, advertising, and even hiring. And as I saw that, I think Michael did a lot to the Nat Sherman in a positive way. I was scratching my head. It looks like maybe they're going to keep it. But I predicted, no, there's no way they're going to end up doing it. But he did his best I, to I, improve the brand. I think a sign that they didn't just shut it down was the respect that Michael Herklotz earned from Altria. No way. It's, it, it's dollars and cents. It took them a thousand days to figure out, let's look at this thing, a thousand days of accountants and everything and saying the money comes in too slow. You got to look at what it takes to make a cigar. You have to buy tobacco or grow tobacco and you got to leave it for years and years and then turn it into a slow process to turn it into a cigar, then to go to stores one by one, box by box, small amounts, and they figure after this thousand days of figuring it out, it takes too long to make money as opposed to cigarettes shooting out of a machine or their new OSQ heat not burn thing and all the different businesses they're in. This is not a business for big companies, and that includes um, – um, Imperial Tobacco, who's in the cigarette business and, and owned, and that's why they're getting rid of Altadis, I think, this is just my feelings, and Philip Morris looking at it, not that it's not a good business, it's just too slow for them. And I feel good about that, that it's too slow. Because well, if they get out of the business, we have a shot of not having them walking the halls behind us as we're telling legislators that this is a different product. Right. They said, no, it is the same product because I'm in that business too. Right. And they're not getting rid of their Middleton's Black and Miles. That's a whole different division. No, and they're going to keep is, the cigarettes that they got. That was the main reason they bought Nat Sherman. And, and the rain, main reason they bought um, Middleton's, John Middleton Company, which is the little Black and Miles, is those sell in the billions also. But, you know, selling 
a million cigars a year or whatever number, a couple million cigars a year that maybe Nat Sherman ends up selling and one by one and having a store that sells stick by stick. This is not the business Which is, they're in. But it's only a middle-sized company, If even if it hits $2 million. It's a medium-sized company in the cigar industry. Which is so teeny to them. It's a right. rounding era. It's right. a- How many companies buy something and then just either shut down other areas? of? They bought it for A, and they shut down B and C because they don't need it. We saw it with Dunhill. Dunhill, which is a cigarette mm. brand, had a cigar brand, mm. and they said, just shut it down. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to mm. shut down Dunhill Cigars, which is a, is a big deal. Shut it down. Pipes, shut it down. There, there is no, they're in the cigarette business. Mm. Now, as I saw Nat Sherman changing their names from Nat Sherman Host Series, Nat Sherman Metropolitan, ended up being Metropolitan Host it became the brand itself, and that all happened recently. Right. As that happened, I said, oh, no, they're not just going to throw it away and shut it down. They're going to they're gonna set it up so that they can able to sell it sell it off. One by one if they need to. And, and here we go. So instead of throwing it away, uh, also there's the property that's there. You're talking the about- The property's huge. That's, oh, my God. That's now almost I, as big as the cigarette side of things. Cause I don't know the answer on this. One was that they own the property, and the other, somebody else said to me they lease the property, but they have a long lease that they can sell the lease to somebody to. Uh, my thought was that they actually own the property. I and, thought they purchased the property as part yeah, of it, too. And let me tell you, that piece of property- Big money. Um, But remember, they paid a billion dollars for the entire thing. What are you talking about that the cigar division is worth? $10 million? Not. You're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a fraction, a small, small fraction. It's just a small thing of, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's going to be a multiple of earnings. Well, if they own that property, that might be the most valuable part of it. Right. So we're going to get to that in the after show of who is the right person to buy this. Actually, the right person may be a real estate developer, not even a cigar company that looks at the property as the most valuable piece of this. But I'll tell you- But the property is not part of the sale. They're just going to lease the property. The property is still going to be held. No. We don't know. No. Okay. It is not. It's part of the sale. If, if it's they can sell it, it's either selling the lease of it or selling the property. Maybe Michael's on, on the chat box and, and ends up answering that question. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I did reach out to Michael. He's not allowed to talk yet on this, and we'll ha- have him on a show uh, later on if he's, if he's willing to do it. And he, we can get into details when he's allowed to say details. Mm-hmm. But to come on and plead the fifth, uh, I, I didn't think served any purpose. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, Nat Sherman has been around since the 30s. It's an institution in our cigar industry. Um, Nat, um, who, who owned it, uh, created a beautiful cigar store before there were beautiful cigar stores. And he, before there was Cigar Aficionado magazine, he made an allure to what cigars were all about. That was a store I went to as a cigar smoker before being in the cigar business of, oh my God, this is the mecca of what it is. And it actually painted a beautiful picture 
um, how they operated that, how they dressed. I mean, it was a whole different thing than a dungy old cigar store. You take right. a look at that, and it was customer service, and it was, um, you know, everything in, a, in its proper place. The sitting area that they, they had upstairs when you went down, you, you went in there. And I remember going up there and sitting, smoking a cigar, and it was like, wow, this is it. You know, th this is what they did, and, and I don't want to see it go away. I'd love somebody to do it, but I don't think it'll be under the Nat Sherman name. I think they're not, they can't allow somebody to have the Nat Sherman name attached to um, sense. something that they own, especially Philip Morris. Hey, again, another question um, to see what ends up happening, but somebody could buy the host brand, the Metropolitan brand, the, you know, all these, Epoca, am I saying it right? Um, Altria does not own the building. The building is still owned by the Shermans. Oh, really? So it would be the lease of the building. Okay. Okay. So the person that buys it is not going to buy, going to take the lease unless, I want to get into that yeah. because I got a perfect guy that would take the lease too and, and, and do that too. But um, truly, I feel this is great news for the cigar industry. Um, getting big tobacco out of it. Right. Um, the sale of, of um, Imperial getting out of it with, Altadas, I think, is great for the cigar industry. Neither of these companies belonged in this industry. They, I don't know if they get bullied into it and think that it's other pot of tobacco. I should be in all the pots of tobacco. I always make the argument that premium cigars are different than everything else. And that kind of ruined my pitch that it was there because they were in it, in it. And I think they see it. And if they were to be honest, they would say premium cigars are different than everything else. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So, um, it's a strong brand. It's, it's, it's got a following. Um, we're talking about big celebrities that smoke Nat Sherman's, uh, movie stars. And, you know, it, they are the tobacconists of the world. And, um, th that's, was their catch phrase that they did. And it's true. I looked at Nat Sherman as the ultimate cigar store in the world. Always did. Um, and here it is. Um, so uh, I, I think it's a win for everybody. Um, I think uh, it's a value. So somebody should buy that. There's a big opportunity. Um, can you imagine uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop, for instance, buying something like that? That that becomes a new Two Guys Smoke Shop store. And we end up owning those brands, too along with everything we had. It's over my head. I can't do it. But wow, maybe there's somebody out there, actually a retailer that says, okay, I'm ready to take the next step up. We'll get into that in the after show today, which will be on Wednesday. And we'll talk more about that then. So uh, let, let's um, kill it there. Um, next week on the show, Kurt Kendall from 724 Cigars is going to join us. We're going to talk to him about his brands. We're going to talk to him about his store, uh, which is uh, four exits up the street from here. We're competitors for years and years. We're part of an organization together, the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. We'll talk about that and lots more. That will be episode 499, and that's next week. But right now, it's time for the matchup of the week. Let me see if I get my matchup of the week here. Get my papers together. Matchup of the week is brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but stands for Victor Sinclair. That's Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Perfect. Thank you for that. The Bobs from the office space. Do you remember who they are? 
Yes. The Bobs. The Bobs. Versus Jim Halpert and Dwight Schrute from Dunn and Mifflin. Dunn and Mifflin, yep. Uh, in the office. Is this going to be an MMA fight? Tag team wrestling. Ooh. <laughs> the Bobs versus Dundle Mifflin. Tag team wrestling yeah. match. I'm going to have yeah. to go with. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go with the Bobs on this one. The Bobs. One of they those were, guys with a, was a bit overweight and out of shape. Yeah, but they were so annoying. Uh, Their personalities were big, and that's what that's what it takes to win at WWE wrestling. No, it, it's the Dunder guys who are going to take it. Yeah, because Dwight is a farmer, he's, right? He's, he's out insane. There. He, he's got the uh, beat farm going on. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's got that crazy person strength. Yes. Yeah, remember he got the... It's very PC of you, he There was a bat in the office... <laughs> When Jim Halbert was going to get punched out, he went and saved the day. Oh, yeah. He's a take-action guy. He is. So I'm going to go myself with uh, The Office. He's a nerd. I have no clue who either one is. Really? So. Yeah. You've, You've never been- seen <laughs> Office Space with the red stapler? I've seen pits of it. I thought it was horrible, and I moved on. It was great. It was great. It was a great movie. As was the the whole series of, of the Office. Office, which, by the way, you didn't you don't watch the Office either. I thought it was horrible too. The, the Office had two offices. One was in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Where was the other one? No idea. Nashua, New Hampshire. <laughs> Nashua, New Hampshire. Where you where right your down offices? The street. Where your offices? Well, Dave, this explains. Quotes. This explains why Barry never has the TPS reports done. Right. Adele's a TPS report. There we go. All right. Everyone who's seen the movie now is making fun of you in their own mind. There we go. Absolutely. Um, Toilet paper stock report. Okay. I wanted to talk about the meatball event, but we don't have to talk about that anymore because the second annual meatball event sold out. Sold out. I warned you. I told you. That's it. It sold out. So we don't have to deal with that anymore. We'll give you a report on uh, who the Mr. X is going to be and who the contestants are and uh who ends up winning this this is steve Saka versus four competitors all after the fact after what fact that's when we'll tell everybody oh yeah we'll tell you <laughs> after it after it all happens it'll be worth it but um so let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at asylum cigars it's time for news from the insane asylum odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true or are they Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) Anybody who has kids, I'm about to ruin an experience for you. All right, so you got a warning here. Do you want to build a snowman? How about the filing one? If you want to see some news stories that are too insane to be true, all you need to do is keep an eye on Florida. This week in St. Petersburg, a customer was arrested for having sex in Target with a stuffed animal version of Olaf from the movie Frozen. The suspect was caught in the act, and when police arrived, they told him to let it go, let it go. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you have not seen Office Space, but you have seen Frozen. No, I haven't. And I actually, I'm the gay one. I've looked up certain things associated with it, and I was like, all right, this is where we're going. I think you're full of it. Your homework this week is Office Space. Yeah, you've got to see it. It's, it's a great movie. I never handed homework in school, which makes me think I'm going to do this. 
It's a great movie. There's so much that goes on. It's one of those that when it's on and I'm flipping through, I stop. You have to stop. It's great. It's got so many different parts to it. It's really good. Only because you were dead on about Talladega Nights. Yeah. I'll watch this. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. (laughs) It feels good. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, maybe we can chip away at some mailbags, but I don't know about that. We're running out of time. Um, but on the after show, uh, we're going we're to dig a little deeper in the Nat Sherman uh, incident, as we'll have it. But we got we got more coming up. We're live in Studio 21 Podcast K- Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding. The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. 
that Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. We're back. Dave just had a freaking old guy moment. I'm sitting next I, to him. I had headphones without volume, and I was yelling because I couldn't hear. he's yelling at me. Did we do this last week? My headphones aren't on, buddy. Just yours are. Okay. We're so back. now I can't hear out of my left side. <laughs> we're back. Uh, you got some mailbags to get to. Do it. All right. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And uh, frequent writer innerer Mr. Hernandez, says an idea for an ad. Ah, howdy. I've been an on and off again listener of the Cigar Authority for two years and why I've written off? in before. Why off? He doesn't say why. I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested in that. You'll answer. remember a few months ago, Mr. Jonathan suggested that I, an ordained pastor, pick up a hooker. Which, uh, by the way... I don't remember this at all. No, because it was you that suggested it, not me. That was not me. Really? I don't recall this at all. Because you didn't know he was an ordained minister at the time. I don't don't ever remember requesting somebody to get a hooker. I think you said it like, come on, just get a hooker. Something like that, I think. Uh, Anyway, I know y'all are typically apolitical, and I love y'all for that. Y'all? Where's he from? I don't know. doesn't say. Okay. It's great to just learn about the cigar industry and continue enjoying the hobby that is cigar smoking. But I also spend a lot of time listening to political podcasts, specifically freespeech.tv by Gavin McGinnis. It is a right-wing news entertainment podcast that focuses on individuals who have been banned for their speech from various platforms. 
I think if you advertise yourself on that platform, you could really help the cigar industry. I know that y'all are convicted about peacefully protesting Convinced. or petitioning. He says convicted. Right. I just read what's written. Right. Ron Burgundy. Uh, the FDA's regulation on the cigar industry, and I think a group of listeners would be willing and motivated to vote pro-cigar. Let's give that to you and do with that what you well, want. I have a, a few podcasts I want you to listen to. We have um, Political TNT, which is a left and a right wing. They both argue back and forth what it is. We also have, um, although he's been doing a lot of local uh, politics right. paying lately, attention. paying attention podcast, but there's a new one out there. Gotta be me. You gotta Quake, find him. Quake Up America is but, the name of the podcast. Yeah, but he's not gonna be able to find it there. You gotta go to Gotta Be Me. Got G U T T A B. Just the letter B. Yeah. And M E E. Yeah, it's tough to find, but yeah. it's out there. And uh, this is gonna be your new go to guy. Um, but he may be a little far right for anybody. For anybody. A little? Yeah, he's he's Far a, well to the right. We have a um, new platform here with a um, doorway coming into the thing. It used to come right up from the cigar store, but now we put a wall and a doorway, and uh, it's pretty much for him because of him. The problem before was sound coming up, but when he ends up doing his podcast, it's sound going down. I've actually saw two people turn around and leave because of it. So we put a wall up, and uh, if you want to catch that, Gotta Be Me on YouTube, G-U-T-T-A, the letter B-M-E-E, and uh, that's going to be good for you. All right. Vincenzo writes, Hello, I found time to smoke the El Talio from the care package. While I'm not good at detecting specific flavors, it did have a delightfully unique taste. Thank you for including it. However, about halfway through the cigar, I experienced severe wrapper splitting. I assume oh. this is due to the stems expanding, but I'm no expert. Nope. My question is, how does one go about fixing a wrapper that's already split? Maybe have a segment on the show where you zoom in on a cracked wrapper and show the proper technique. I can Let, do it right now. Right now. So if I take my knife and I split this Tatuaje TAA, just put a little uh, gash in it. Look at that. Cut oh. right through the wrapper of a cigar. He made this his is own the, split. This it's is the terrible. Barry Stein technique. He taught this to us. Yep. But if I take my jet lighter and I just cauterize the tip of the wound, what it does is it boils the little bit of sap that's in the wrapper. And it when it cools. Turn it so they can see where you burnt it. So when it cools. If I get closer, put your hand behind it or whatever. There you go. When that sap cools, it congeals and it sticks itself to the binder. Those that are watching and it the allows, show are listening. It allows you to be able to smoke through that split. So he split. He, so those that are just listening to it, he ended up cutting it and he burnt the far end of the cigar where it would continue to right split. Right at the head of the split. Yeah. It's going to act like a broken window that it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. So that ever happens to you, the split happens. You burn that little part of it, it kind of sticks itself to there, like the whole cigar does. Yeah, why, you why cauterize doesn't the wound. Yeah, it just keeps doing it as you're smoking the cigar because there's nothing holding it together as there's nothing holding there. So, Barry, you are the one that brought that. And I have to give credit to Guillermo Leone, who showed me how to do it. Yeah. The and, owner of La Rara. Yeah. Solved. It was an awesome uh, experiment. Oh, we're watching it live over there. <laughs> Ooh, shiny petty. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw that before. <laughs> So what are we watching? We're watching live on uh, YouTube right now? Yes, it's on one of the TVs here in Studio 21 wow. Podcast Cafe. 
Okay. Uh, where are we? It's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And it's perfect because it's Halloween. And instead of being um, the, the uh, purple monster or whatever you're going to be. Prince? Prince. <laughs> Purple Rain? Purple Rain, Purple Monster, whatever. Um, $250 to let a suit maker dress you from head to toe in a suit that's made out of different colors of duct tape. Is the duct tape going to stick to my skin? Yes, it is. $250, you wear it. You can wear underwear, but nothing else. So you're not going to stick your giblets? Yeah. It'll be just like when you go and for that's what, And that's what you go for Halloween, $250. It's a duct tape outfit, all duct tape. And today's actually the perfect day, and it's $250. And you go duct tape instead of Purple Rain tonight. I don't know about today because I haven't shaved my back in a while. Perfect. <laughs> Shave your back. You are so gross. <laughs> no, hair is gross. I'm, I'm not doing it. I don't trust you. You'd find some loophole <laughs> where, oh, because he used purple duct tape and you were going to no. dress like Prince anyway. Somebody's going to do count. it for you. You're not going to do it. And that somebody could be me. You said a suit maker. <laughs> I'm not letting you put duct tape on me because you'd be pushing it in. Absolutely. It down. What's the difference? You're going to go around all night tonight. This is going to be your outfit. I have to go for a jog, get all sweaty. So You're not duct doing tape it. Releases. No, I'm not doing it. No. Ed Sullivan's doing it, no? No. You a hairy guy? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, I got some hair. Yeah. It All would right. be painful. It would hurt. Yeah. All right. It was perfect for Halloween and, and perfect timing. 250 too. It wasn't like I offered $10. Last chance. He's thinking about it. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. New fan and a novice smoker. And this is Don writing to us. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm a brand new listener. I stumbled upon your podcast in a roundabout way from other podcasts and have been binge listening all week. Well, now that happens. Another podcast talking about a, po- a different podcast? Maybe. You get mentioned frequently on mm. a certain podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Can I continue? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm also a novice to cigars and have been intrigued by them for decades. I usually only smoke a cigar with friends who keep their own cigars. I have had what I felt was a good one, a few that have been decent, and many that have been bad for one reason or another, poor, cheap to begin with, or not cared for properly. Having gone back and listening to your survey podcast, I know a vast majority of your listeners are avid lovers. So I know a podcast segment for a newbie would bore your fans, but if you have any hints or words of wisdom to help me get more into the enjoyment, I would appreciate it. Perhaps you could recommend a build my own sampler pack that would be a good introduction to the different degrees of cigars, mild to medium, medium, medium to full-bodied, and full-bodied. Thanks for keeping up the great show. Now, this would make a great after show. So we should hold on to this. All right. Because we can definitely do this. Don't we have a newbie coming on at some point? We do. We do. All right. Here's the after show. So you read his thing, but we're not going to give you any answers. But it looks like you don't like cheap cigars. You like the price of cheap cigars, but you don't like what they (laughs) taste like. And there is a certain degree of that that, you know, you're expecting a $20 cigar out of a $5 cigar. You're not going to get it. You're not getting champagne on a beer budget. Yeah. So, you know, do you have to go $20? No, but... 
you, you go $10 and up and you're going to get into premium, you, you're not going to get it at a $5 cigar. And every once in a while, we mention a cigar that we feel is underpriced. My God, this is a great cigar for that kind of money. But um, they pretty much stay true to their pricing. Yeah, and if you're only smoking once in a while, there's nothing wrong with a $10 or $15 yeah. cigar. Because you're going to get that much more enjoyment out of it. It's You can't go on vacation for $10 or $15. You can't even go to the movies for $10 or $15. So for a couple of hours of enjoyment. What's the cost of going to the movies? It's expensive. Because I, I just had this argument <laughs> with my wife that I don't know what anything costs anymore. I couldn't even tell you what I paid when I went to the movies. You just went, right? I just went. It's thirty to forty dollars. I go to Chunky's, which is like a, a you can dine and yeah. eat, and it has big computer chairs to sit in. You dine in, dine, dine in is a stretch. Yeah, dining is definitely a stretch. <laughs> I have nothing when I eat you there. Get microwave it's pure pizza. grease. But I, I, I want to say I spent like twelve dollars to get into the movie. It's like seven dollars for the the candy at the the counter. Yeah, seven fifty. It's expensive. I haven't gone in so long. It's like thirty dollars in New York City. I want to see that movie, um, The Irishman. That's coming out. Yeah. I want to see right. that too. Yeah, but I think it's only one month until that's available on Netflix. Really? Yeah. So I'll, I don't know. I'll watch it Wait. on Netflix. Right. Okay. Uh, okay, we got a little time, so let's do it. The classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Okay. Who's our champion, Ed Sullivan or Barry? Because it's certainly not me. I think it was Ed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I got three with one tiebreaker. So four. In case... So, because it's you, you go first, Ed Sullivan, huh? Yeah. You're not skipped this time. That's the only time I get to go. (laughs) Jackie Coogan. Uncle Fester. Yes, American actor from the Adams Family, Uncle Fester. He died in 1984, but he was born in Los Angeles, California today. What year? Uncle Fester. I don't know. I'll just go a round number of... 1900. 1900. I'm going to go with a round number as well. 1881. 1881. 1915. Ooh, 1915. Ed Sullivan's got it because you were one off, one over. It's 1914. Ed Sullivan gets it at 1900. And we move over to Mr. Jonathan. Hillary Rodham Clinton. United States First Lady, Senator, Secretary of State, in the 2016 presidential nominee, he was born in Chicago, Illinois today. What year? 1945. 45. 1958. 58. 1947. 47. Somebody's got two points. Mr. Jonathan has his hand raised. Put it down. Ed Sullivan. I always like to think positively. By the way, nailed it. Two Nailed points. It. 
I'm winning. You're three. Mr. Jonathan is zero. Barry, zero. So one. I won, essentially. You have won, right. but, but it, it couldn't possibly not be a shutout. All right, good. So it's over to Barry Stein. Seth McFarlane, American animator, television producer, American dad, family guy, filmmaker Ted, was born in Kent, Kentucky today. What year? 1969. 69. 1975. 75. 62. 62. 69, Barry Stein. You broke the shutout at 73. 73. We have a winner, Ed Sullivan, once again. And, uh... The tiebreaker was The Terminator, directed by James Cameron, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton, was released today. 81. 82. Uh, I'm going to say 84. Who said 84 <laughs> in the audience? Don't, don't. <laughs> Two points, 84. Two points. In the 80s stuff, you think of where you were and what you were doing, and that's how... Us guys in our 50s can think. <laughs> Who's not in their 50s here, Mr. Jonathan? I'm not in my 50s. Yes. You're the only one. He has a lot to learn. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does. The following does. message was submitted through an inquiry at oh. twoguyscigars.com, and it found its way into my inbox. Jason writes, so I thought of a way to protect cigar rights. Ah, please. Make it a religion. Hell, yeah. cigar shops should even be tax-free. Amen, Adabe. That's it? <laughs> Just made a statement? <laughs> Technically, couldn't we you, form a religion around the Tainos Indians? Yes. Because, it was a religion. Right. So why not just file for a religious exemption? That would be great. Are you listening, Cigar Rights of America? Let's become a church. Let's do it. All right. We're spoken to Tatuaje. This is a... Uh, did you end up looking? Is this a Mexican San Andreas wrapper? Mexican. That's the red and green. I know that, but is the wrapper Mexican? Yes. Because it's earthy, it's peppery, like a, a tatuaje should should be. John Papin Garcia, they're known for their pepper notes, very heavy pepper notes, as far as I'm concerned, but also an earthy component to it, which is Mexican, but you had said it was broadleaf. Right. If uh, There's multiple websites that are reporting it as broadleaf, but there's also... Uh, P. Johnson referring to the red and green as Mexico, and thus San Andreas, and the little uh, Mexican guy in the logo. Yeah, I realize that, yes. but is he Wasn't saying the TAA Mexican? the year this came out in Mexico? No. This year came out this year, and this year was in the DR, wasn't it? Yes. It goes back to Mexico this year. Yes. And next year's will be a Sumatra wrapper. Sumatra. Yes. Which is not Mexican either. No. <laughs> yeah, the... the, the there's there's not no broadleaf around, so mm -hmm. that's why why I'm surprised to say this is broadleaf. I don't think it is. I think all the years past were broadleaf. Yeah, that it was just misreported as broadleaf on mm. certain sites. It doesn't taste like it's broadleaf. No, that's not all I'm at saying. all. It doesn't even look like broadleaf. Yeah, um, it's a eight to nine in strength. It's a pepper bomb. It's what I thought it would. It's classic tattoo. Yeah, yeah. If you're a fan of Tatuaje, you'll love yeah, this cigar. If you're not a fan of Tatuaje, yeah. you won't like this cigar. Yeah, it's exactly what I expected it to be. Um, and I can't believe we have any left. 
Well, we had our initial allotment, and we went through it. Yeah. And then we got some more, ah, and we went through it. I know. It. We got it from someone else. And then else. we got a third from uh, someone else. From another source. And we're 90% through that other source. There's probably like five boxes left. Okay. All right. No, the people that are into this, this is certainly a different band than something, you know. It's a long finish. When I save cigars, and we had uh, Damari going through my humidor over here and geeking up over cigars, this is one of them that years from now, it's going to be, oh, my God, you got one of those, 51st or whatever. <laughs> but it's a different band. It's a different thing altogether, and it's box-pressed, and it, it it's a tatuaje, but it's... There's now, different now four boxes left. Okay, so I bought one since the start of December. All right, so they'll, they'll go quick. Um, by the time Tuesday comes, it'll be gone because we we get a big amount of people that watch us on Monday. Monday more than even Saturday. Yeah, on the drive to work, they fire yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, do the after show. In the after show, we're going to talk about Nat Sherman, but we're going to talk about who's the rightful buyer. We're getting a three-way argument, four-way argument over it. Yeah. I doubt any of us will be in agreement. Okay. Next week, Ed Sullivan is going to some podcast training Something thing. Something like that, yeah. And it's in Washington. Washington, D.C. So see if you can do something for uh, the taxes and right. the uh, I'll thing talk on to there some while you're people. there. If you see the right people, do it. Barry's going to take over the wheels of steel over there. And we're going to have a local retailer, brand owner, Kurt Kendall from 724. He's going to join us right here. Um, we'll have an event going on in the store, which is going to be pretty odd. He, he's a competitor up the street, and he's going to be in my store selling, selling cigars. cigars. For you. I, for free. <laughs> I love it. What could be better than this? I'm looking forward to it. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you've learned nothing else in the last two hours, but learn this. Keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.